Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week I got to hang out with Brittany Moore. We talked about her musical upbringing, her song Jesus and Janice, that scored her appearance on the Bobby Bones show, and Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. Did you know where Walmart started? Well, you're about to find out, because Brittany Moore is on the RCM Podcast coming at you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Memory Country Music Podcast. This episode 65. 65 straight weeks. I sat down with an incredible singer-songwriter. And uh, I'm just really grateful. So thanks for coming back each week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to me ramble. And, um, you know, thanks for being here. So it's awesome. Everybody, I'm Kyle Corbus. And today we have the wonderful Brittany Moore hanging out with us. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to her. Brittany, thank you for coming to hang out with me. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. I feel like we've... Uh, We've anticipated this for a while, and I'm glad we finally got to sit down and do it. Yeah, Kyle, thanks so much for having me. I know we've kind of been in like the same circle for a while, like mm-hmm. talking with the same people. So I'm glad we're finally getting to sit down and connect. It's that's always the, uh, the the funny part is like even like we were talking about um, last week's or I guess at this point uh, two weeks ago uh, the episode with Aaron Clafton. Like we like I've I've talked to Aaron for like for months. We've been like talking and like we we mess around on Twitter and we do things like that. And it's like you know you just have to find the time to sit down and do one of them. Cause I mean, everyone's schedules are so crazy, especially mm-hmm. now just like trying to figure everything out. But, um, but I'm excited. I'm really excited. And uh, I love your stuff and, and uh, I, I think you're fantastic. So I'm just excited to get down and uh, get to hang with you a little bit and talk about some music and, and, and talk about whatever actually comes up. Cause that's my <laughs> biggest thing. Whatever comes up, let's ramble. Let's just go and talk about whatever. Oh I don't gosh. care. Always down. <laughs> always down for sure (laughs) so uh, you're from Arkansas yes I am from northwest Arkansas um we're from Walmart that's where I got it start so we're from Walmart land but I'm from Fayetteville Arkansas where the University of Arkansas is that's cool wait wait, there's my call out (laughs) (laughs) Walmart actually started in Fayetteville so it started in Bentonville um you're like a little five and dime by Sam Walton and yeah it's just kind of grown from there and I in in Northwest Arkansas, there's like a literally a Walmart on every corner. So really? it's like a it's a whole thing. Walmart is a lifestyle from where I'm from. That's yeah. really funny because we only have like because I I'm, I live in Jersey and we only have like a mm. couple of Walmart. We got we're big targets over here. We got a lot of targets, but not we're as really many Walmarts. Not as yeah. Many. It blew my mind that there's like places outside that have Walmarts that like close at like 10 p.m. because ours are always like open all the time and like. Like there's so many, there's Walmart gas, sta- like, I don't even know, different things that aren't outside of Northwest Arkansas that are all Walmart exclusive. And so it's just weird to me going from Northwest Arkansas to Nashville, where literally we just have like the main super centers that aren't as right. like nice right. and yeah. elite as they are back home. So Oh, so they're different. Okay. So that, that's what I was going <laughs> to ask. Cause like here, you know, like Walmarts are like, they're just Walmarts. Are they, are they like five-star Walmarts over there in Arkansas? Yeah, they're kind of bougie <laughs> Walmarts, but like the... So one of the Walmarts is like the one that they shoot all the commercials in. And so like, it's always like the most updated one. So like the new Walmarts that are being built, it's modeled after the current one that's constantly being remodeled and stuff. So you can like walk in and like in the middle of the night, just doing your normal grocery shopping, I guess, if you shop in the middle of the night and they'll be shooting like a music video or something, it's really weird. And they they never close. They never close. No, Walmarts are 24 seven. They're 24 seven here in Nashville too, I believe. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's a bunch, like, you can't go probably two blocks without seeing something Walmart in Northwest Arkansas. 
Wow. Okay. So then my next question is, do they sell like beer and whatever kind of alcohol in Walmarts in Arkansas? Uh, well, yeah, we were, I was, I was in the land of dry County for a hot minute, but whenever they uh, turned wet, you know, they started, they hopped on that really quick. So yeah. get all your goods at Walmart now. <laughs> Wait, that see that the reason why I asked is because uh, here in New Jersey, we, we are not allowed to sell any sort of alcohol product in a grocery store or whatever, whatever's considered a grocery store. So everything is in like a separate store. So like, let's say you have like a shop, right. Which is like similar to like a Publix or like a, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Then um, ShopRite has its ShopRite liquors and that's like a separate store that could be oh. like, there can be an entrance from the supermarket, but it's gotta be a separate store. So everything is sold in one spot and you can only buy it in that spot. Or like we have like total wines, which are like basically Walmarts, but, all alcohol like that's like that's oh. we have that kind of stuff which you know is fine it's like a playground but um <laughs> i i mean uh but the thing is is that you always run into an issue because they always close like early so like let's say it's like 10 o'clock mm -hmm. and you're like i need something to go somewhere you can't find it unless you already have yeah. it so yeah that's why that that's why 24-hour walmarts would work well they yep, would work unless well it's sunday but yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. There you go. That's we, everything's closed here on Sundays too, because of uh, uh, New Jersey blue laws. Like we don't, we don't have nothing's open unless it's like a grocery store, or else everything oh, else yep. is closed. Which is, you know, convenient and convenient. Eh. Depends on how you want to look at. It. If you work in retail, that's great. But if you don't, then it kind of sucks. But um, that's kind of cool. I didn't. I actually had no clue. I always think about it because, like, have you ever seen the uh, the blockbuster documentary? On uh -uh. Netflix, no. yeah, there's a blockbuster documentary about the last standing blockbuster. Oh, interesting. And I, when, when you said that, you know, that's where Walmart was, uh, was uh, founded or you know, where some of the first Walmarts are, I think about it, and it's like, which one was the first Walmart? Because, yes. like, it's like the last blockbuster, which one was the first Walmart? Well, actually, I can tell you that because they started <laughs> in Bentonville, Arkansas, and I grew up in Rogers, Arkansas, which is the next town over. and in downtown Rogers, which is where I lived, was actually the very first Walmart like super center. They went from a five and dime in Bentonville to the first super center. What does that mean? What does that mean? Five and dime? I think that was just like, they started out as a mom and pa shop. So oh. um, it was just kind of like a catch all that Sam Walton and his family own for you just to kind of go get whatever you needed at the, like the local mom and pa shop. But then it became more and more and then they kind of grew from there. And so, yeah, oh. I grew up two blocks from the first super center Walmart downtown wow. yep who would have thought that i would have learned all this stuff about walmart today not oh, me man there you, you can go. go to northwest arkansas and go to the walmart museum it's pretty cool actually there's a museum <laughs> yep wow that's pretty cool that's actually pretty damn cool i it actually uh, yeah it's pretty fun i see i kind of want to go to arkansas now it's always like there's always these states where i'm always like i don't know if i'd ever go there like like um like aaron's from minnesota Mm -hmm. why would i ever go to minnesota like there's so many there's so many like reasons for me not to go to these states but maybe the walmart museum is is a reason for me to go to arkansas now. man i know i am an i will sell northwest arkansas the rest of arkansas maybe not so much <laughs> but northwest arkansas is a selling point in my book like there's so much stuff it's you know super growing at like a rapid pace and like there's like a lot of new and nice and you mix that with like the outdoorsiness of arkansas and like great hiking great um fishing and kayaking all that jazz but mix it with like the growth of like a city That's cool. and so it's it's just a great place like the best uh, of both worlds yes it's so nice i always said if like 
if music didn't work out, I would probably head back to Northwest Arkansas. But mm. honestly, if there was like the Nashville scene in Northwest Arkansas, I probably would have never left because I just, I love Northwest Arkansas yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so how long have you been in Nashville for? Dude, coming up on three years. September wow. will be three years for me. I moved here in 2018. Wow. Scared to death, but I did it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. So, uh, so how, how hard was it for you to just decide to pick up and go? Like, what was your, what was your, let me rephrase that. What was your, like, kind of your tipping point where you said, oh, I, like, I have to do this. Like, this is something I need to do. Because I'm not good at anything else. That was my first thing. <laughs> um, that was my first thing. And I've tried other stuff. Like, I was a 911 dispatcher before I moved uh, to Nashville. Um, and that was probably the most fulfilled I've felt. It was a very hard job. And my hat's off to anybody that does that because it's typically overworked and underpaid um, and high stress. But um, I still wanted to like, I wasn't feeling as fulfilled. I felt happy that I was helping my community, but I wasn't feeling that self-fulfillment that I was wanting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've just always, I, I always say I had to put all my eggs in my one basket because I had no other baskets. So um, <laughs> that's kind of just what I've been rolling with. And then, yeah, I remember we were, my husband works remote. And so we just packed up our stuff. We kind of figured why not, but I almost canceled our U-Haul on the day that we were moving. I was that scared. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, I think about that. And like, I'm always like, you know, that'd be tough. That'd be tough to just pick up and like, kind of leave your family, like leave, leave, leave all that just to kind of go, kind of go, uh, chase this dream. But then again, like, it's also like part of, part of it. It's like, kind of, it's kind of fun. Cause you think about it and it's like, you're kind of living on the edge a little bit and you're just like, let's go do it and see what happens. And, uh, but, um, yeah, that's scary. That's, that's really scary. So how, how long was your, uh, you're, I feel uh, like I've grown a lot from it though. Yeah, right. And I mean, um, you know, you kind of learn as you go too, right? That's probably the mm -hmm. big thing too. And like you, you have experiences and, and, and there are certain things that, that may work out and certain things that don't work out. And that's all part of it. And I think yeah, that's yeah, like, that's sure. like probably the coolest part because like mm -hmm. you're allowed to make a mistake and um, like nothing's, nothing's even a failure. Like if you just kind of if you learn from it, it's not a failure. So yeah, I had to remind myself that home was always going to be there. It's always just seven hours away. So if we decided, in, you know, in six months from now that we hated it and it wasn't what we thought, then we could always go back. But I'd rather go and know what happened than not go at all and always wonder what could have been. So that's, that's what good. we kind of rolled with. That's good. That's a really good way to put it. I, I, Garth Brooks said this one thing one time when he left Oklahoma that he left to go to Nashville and he was there for really short amount of time and he's playing in bars and realized that I didn't want to do this anymore. And then he turned around and went back to Oklahoma and he was there for like a week until he decided he wanted to like go back and do whatever. Oh. But he said that he went there and the reason why he went back was because he saw what was out there. At least he saw it. And then he said it was time for him to go home. But then he realized that obviously that's not what he wanted to do. And he ended up going back. Thank God he did. But um, yeah, you're right. It's like, you, you don't know unless you try, you mm -hmm. don't know unless you try. And that's the biggest yep. thing. That's the biggest thing. It's just, it's, it's about taking the risk, but thank God you did. Thank God you did. And thank God you stayed. <laughs> yeah. It's been doing, it's been doing pretty good so far. I can't complain. There you go. There you go. Um, so what did you, what did you, what is kind of your first, your first music memories? What, what did you, um, not necessarily, what did you, what did you grow up listening to, but, but what, what, what are some of your earliest memories when uh, you realized you could sing? Cause you have such powerful voice. Like when did you realize that you could sing and that, and that, um, like you said, you were good at it. Um, well, 
I vaguely, my dad and my grandma raised me, but when I was really young, I remember my mom like doing karaoke and kind of got into that world. And so I've just always been around like her doing like the karaoke circuit in Arkansas for what that's worth. I'm putting that in quotes for people that can't see me. Um, but um, yeah, so kind of just watching her. And I remember I was always so glued to like GAC and CMT when they were playing music videos. And I remember vividly one day, Dixie Chicks had just released Ready to Run. And I was listening to it on the radio in my dad's truck. And I thought that the radio was connected to the TV channel and I'd been dying to see the music video. So I beelined out of the truck and we pulled in the driveway and ran over to turn it on on GAC and I was pissed because it was not <laughs> on the TV. And that was the moment that I realized that the radio was different than what the music that was on the TV. But um, that's kind of where I like just starting when I was that young. And obviously my, my dad and my grandma had me going, um, doing church music growing up. So that's kind of where I really started singing. And then I was always in... Um, school choir because I was too poor for band or orchestra and um, but yeah my choir teacher is actually the first one that recommended me maybe picking up the guitar because she thought I might like it so that's always the uh, the kicker the guitar is always the one where I wish I could play that oh man that's normally what changes everything I know I know I and I've tried I've tried and tried but it may never happen you know what else I think is really cool the saxophone I think that's cool (laughs) don't ask me why but I think it's really cool I listen a lot of like Bruce Springsteen going up and Clarence Clemens can really play the sax. So I always thought that was cool, but that's, um, you know, that's, that's awesome. And I think it's kind of cool that, that, um, you kind of had that early little country music influence. And then there was like that whole other side to it, which was like, you know, your church influence. And that's, those are, those are sometimes those go hand in hand, I feel like. And sometimes they're just completely different. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's nice to kind of pull from both areas. Do you think that, that, you pull more from the countryside or do you think you pull more from like the gospel side? Maybe like just in your, that could just be in your vocal composition or that could be in your writing. It depends on. I think writing style, I definitely pull more from my countryside because I'm more sassy and in your face about it. Um, Different story for a different time, but I'm just like a little bit bitter towards like my church upbringing and stuff like that. But I feel like that um, the feelings that I have for my experience is definitely geared towards my writing in country music. Yeah. I will say I do feel like um, being growing up in church choir and um, school choir, just being in that, I feel like I have a little bit more of the tones from having a little bit more beefiness, I guess, to your vocals than a lot of, especially females in country music have. Yeah. Um, so I think in that sense, sound wise i kind of pull from the gospel a little bit but i definitely lean more towards country if i had to if i had to sway one way or another that's fair i would i would probably go ahead and just kind of just from the outside looking in probably say something similar but um yeah that that's that you i i kind of agree with you because i think that like listen i can't sit here and tell you i listen to a ton of gospel music but i do know that you have a lot of runs in your voice i feel like and that 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 happens a lot when you sing and i i feel like that's very gospel-esque i could be so wrong i'm i'm just I'm just saying what I'm saying, but, but I, I think that that's what I hear. And I think that's awesome. And it's, it's very like angelic. That's the word. That's, that's what Thank I was, you. that's the word I'll use. Pulling <laughs> the adjectives out today. Angelic. <laughs> My English teacher would be proud of that one. There we go. <laughs> um, so you, uh, you started, and if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, but you started putting music out in 2020. Do you have stuff prior that, that is not up anymore? Yes, I did. That's so. I, thought. I thought that I was like, there's no way this girl started putting stuff out in 2020. 
Well, so I put out my very first single going way back in 2014 and it was a song called Pointing Fingers and every now and then I'll play it out in Nashville and people seem to like it. Um, I consider it the more in your face version of Jesus and Janice. Honestly, okay. basically it was just that once again about my church, my upbringing, kind of just like the hypocrisy of church. Mm -hmm. And so it was basically like the hook was, you know, you keep pointing fingers like you know the truth, but guess what? I got a finger here for you. So it's a little bit more like in your face, um, but I did that and then I did a song called Where to Find You that released in I believe it was 2018 and man I wish I could find the cover of that because I look like a country singer zombie it was the like the whole thing just was not where I wanted to go it was very interesting um but yeah once we moved to Nashville and I really started to like hone in on what I wanted to do and kind of the direction where I was honestly just writing better songs I was like mm, don't know if I want my old stuff still accessible so I took those off and started from scratch yeah yeah. So do you think that you're that, that when you first started, when you first put those songs out, your sounds just completely changed? Or do you think do you think you kind of just more found who you wanted to who you wanted to be and the type of songs you want to put out? Because that happens a lot, too, I feel like. Yeah, well, I feel like so I would re I would honestly consider putting pointing fingers back out if I did like an acoustic project or something, just because I love that song and people always now I want to hear song. this isn't fair. Now oh, my I'm gosh. And so I get I, I get people asking me all the time, like, where did it go? It used to be up and now I can't find it and blah, blah, blah. And so I've considered maybe like in the future at some point, just putting out an acoustic version of it, just so people have it, um, not really pushing it or anything, but where to find you will probably never see the light of day again. I'm a-okay with that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's a little bit of both. Like I said, I feel like I've just become obviously a stronger writer since moving to Nashville and writing with better people. Um, cause I had never co-written before I moved to Nashville really. And so that was all new, but um, I definitely think I say learn my sound loosely because I still like a, I feel like I'm still learning it, but yeah. I've honed in a little bit better on what I don't want to be. Fair. So, um, and from where to That's find you, definitely in that in that lane of what I don't don't want out there. So. That's a really good way to look at it because I think it's a, that's important because you know, as a professional, you know, you always want to try and grow and like you know, and and. And grow. You don't want to be stuck in the mud. You want you want to try and you know do some different things and, and try some new things out and take the risks. And especially you know earlier on in your career, you want to try and figure that stuff out. So I think it's good that they they don't necessarily think that you've found that yet. But um, that's I'm I'm jealous. I want I want to I want to hear that song. I want oh to hear gosh. that song. I'll send it to you. Yes, I want to listen to it. <laughs> you can't just hype the song up. Don't. You just if I send it to you, you just can't judge me because. I used to have really bad control of my vibrato. So I sounded like a goat a lot. I was like, uh. <laughs> so you'll probably hear some of that, but if you can make it past that, then you'll be good. That was a pretty good, good goat noise. You could, you Thank could, you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you put out a, uh, uh, an EP where it was just you making animal noises the entire time. And but, but the greatest of all time. It's three minutes. It's like um, you ever hear of Old Dominion's meow mix? It could just yes. be a so one song of you just making a goat noise the whole way. There we go. I I will get on that. Listen, maybe I thought maybe we point. just thought of a million dollar idea right here. That's all you I'm saying. What? Whatever. <laughs> no, that's it's, all I'm saying. After quarantine, I feel like anything's fair game. So <laughs> obviously, if Old Dominion can put out a meow mix song album. Then why can't I? Might this well. is this oh. is my quarantine project. This, this is what came out of my quarantine. So I mean, hey, like, it's working. You, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever. Well, I, I will got, add that I to my mullet. list. <laughs> yeah, I got a mullet coming out of quarantine. Listen, I it was it was a rough time for Kyle Corbus. It was <laughs> oh it was gosh. not a good look. It was mm -hmm. terrible. I was stuck on TikTok, 
It was awful. Terrible. We're never going <laughs> back. We're never going back. Um, yeah, so uh, now I lost my train of thought because, see, I told you, we ramble and then I lose my train of thought. And that's just what happened. Um, but so so now we know that that 2020 is not when you started, but 2020 is when you hit the ground running. And um, you put out some fantastic, fantastic songs starting starting from then so you put out drop drop some weight i think my order might be wrong here but drop some weight heavy rouge and jesus and janice and um you know i know sj and you guys did rouge together and um yes it's not rogue i, I said that i said that on her i'm when i hung out with her too um because for the longest time i was like the song is not like everyone's pronouncing it wrong because i guess that's what it looks like but yeah it's not it's not rouge. yeah rouge. rouge but these are all fantastic songs which one did you put out first heavy came out first heavy that was out. in march it came out march 6th of 2020 which that story ooh. to me is just really wild yes ooh. <laughs> so um i i wrote that with aaron clafton obviously you hear i think he's on gosh he wrote heavy drop some weight jesus and janice and the next one i'm getting ready to release aaron and i obviously aaron sj and i we have a good thing going yeah. but we release each other's music like crazy so i wrote that with aaron clafton and palmer lee and it was just kind of about like my mental health state that kind of where i was at like i remember that day i wanted to cancel my right so bad like i did not want to go and in nashville it's like a known thing that on the days you really don't want to show up or the days you need to show up because that's when the magic happens i feel yeah. like um, so we wrote that song and I just really connected with it. And, um, yeah, I released it on May 6th, or I'm sorry, March 6, 2020. And I remember vividly the tornado had just happened and we were just getting ready to be like quarantine was just about to really start. And I remember I felt so weird releasing that song like two days after the tornado hit, because like, you know, you need to kind of promote it and like, but everybody's like, East Nashville was like torn to shreds. And so yeah. I remember texting Aaron and I was like tempted to pull it, like not to release it anymore. I'd like a couple of days before it was coming out because I just felt so conflicted, but Aaron really encouraged me to like not do that. And I feel like I'm very scatterbrained and Aaron's like very the calm, cool and collected. Yeah. He's the big overall view of things a lot of times. Um, and so I remember that he just kind of gave me the words I needed to hear to kind of just take a deep breath and not stress about it and just let it do its thing. Cause he think, you know, he was like, there could be a chance this is what people need to hear right now. And so um, for me, it ended up being very ironic with the timing that it came out and just like the content of it, because like, it's just like, you're sitting at the bottom of this big pile, like wondering how I got here, like how did it get like this? And right. so um, for me, it ended up being, I'm really glad it ended up coming out and it did better than I thought it would. That was my first release. I really had no following. Um, and I remember it, for my first release and getting on a uh, Spotify editorial, I was pretty, pretty pumped about it. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a big deal too. For, for, for people who don't know, why don't you explain for people who don't know kind of, kind of what the whole Spotify editorial thing is about. Um, it's kind of, this, yeah, wait, yeah it's, it's, it's a guessing game. Honestly, it's like, so basically whenever you write your songs or whatever, you can submit, you know, X amount of days before that releases for Spotify, like the main playlist that they have that you see, that's like, I don't know, hot country, big genres, and then they break them down with their playlists. And so you submit to them. And from what I'm understanding, I'm still kind of learning about it too, but 
there's different people at Spotify that are over different editorial playlists. And so basically you enter in a bunch of information about your song, like if it's country, what instruments were used? Um, how did it make, like, what's the vibe of it and what's the feeling? And so they take all that information and they send it out to their people that run these editorial playlists to see if they might like it and be a good fit for their playlist based on what you enter in. And so I did that not really knowing what to expect. And I, um, and I got on New Music Nashville, which I mean, I think is a great first editorial. A lot of people, that's the one that they break through with. So um, I have friends that have released a couple, you know, quite a few songs and haven't had a chance to make a playlist yet. So it's, yeah. I definitely don't, I tell people not to take that as like the um, bar for if your song's good or not, because this, I mean, we're in the game of opinions. So, yeah. I mean, um, it was just, it's by chance, honestly, I feel like, and I was just fortunate that I got picked for my first release. So. Right. I feel like it's like if the right person hears it at the right time, that's how you know. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of one of those one of those deals because I feel like there's so many people that even I know that I think are fantastic, but I haven't been playlisted, and it's just because maybe the right person hasn't heard it, yeah. or maybe that maybe the person who heard your song needed to hear your song or something, and then they were like, okay, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, that happens, and uh, I think it's awesome that that you're able to get that off the ground uh, pretty quick, and and that's super cool, and um obviously you know that led into some other fantastic songs um like i think i think rouge has fan that's a that's that's a deep song like i love that song i thank you i love I, that song and i think you guys did a fantastic job on it but then you, you drop some weight which is like that's awesome too like that's 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 some like in your face kind of stuff and i like yeah. it. yeah i think it's awesome yeah i dropped some weight i remember i was playing it like I say playing it out but like we are playing it around the time of like before quarantine and people were really really liking it yeah. and it was doing really well and so we had to possibly thought about releasing it but I wasn't quite sure but you know then quarantine hit and we obviously weren't getting much done and yeah. I was like I have a really kind of badass demo like just an acoustic version of this that I really really like and my friend Gabe Allen like slayed on the guitar and keys part. So I was like, you know what? Like, why not just put it out so people have a way to listen to it? And yeah. I wasn't expecting it to like break ground or anything, obviously. But um, I just thought it would be cool for people that have something to listen to during quarantine. And then, yeah, right around the time that it released was when SJ and I wrote Rouge. Yeah. Um, and I remember SJ and I, gosh, there's songs a lot of times when you write that, you know, you go in and you're like, oh, this is pretty good. Or, oh, we need to come back to this and, and tweak this a little bit. And, but it's almost there. But I remember SJ and I wrote Rouge and we both looked at each other and we're like, what did we just write? Like, this is, I think, like, I think we have something good here. And yeah. so um, we both were like, who gets it? Yeah, right. You know, and so, <laughs> and so, um, yeah. And then we just decided, like, well, let's just do it together. And so, awesome. yeah. I think that what 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 I'm what I'm taking from here, from this conversation here, and what I think I really like about you is that you're 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 writing songs that are just like, and there's nothing wrong with this. Like I I don't think there's anything wrong with what I'm about to say at all. But you know you're writing songs that are a little bit deeper that that have a little bit of have a little like 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 you said heavy. You're really struggling with, with going to that right that day, and then it just kind of came out. And um, you know Rouge is like a, a fairly you know deep song too. And there's like the you're writing the the songs that sometimes people need to hear. And yeah. I think that's really important. I think that's super yeah. important because, because I, because I think for me in particular, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, music always helped me through a lot of, a lot of different points in life. Like there's always a point in life where I think, and I'm like, this is what I was listening to here. This is what helped me here. This mm -hmm. song helped me here. This lyric changed my entire perspective on whatever I was thinking of. Um, 
you know, it's always there. And there's particular songs that get you through certain things. And there are particular songs where you listen to and goes, oh, I need to hear that today. And I think yeah. you're writing songs that are like that. And that's super important because yeah, like some of the fun songs that are, you know, about like parties and stuff, but those are awesome because you have a lot of fun with them and you know, they're, they're great to jam out to and stuff, but sometimes you just need something a little deeper. And I think it's yeah. cool that you're shooting for that. I think it's awesome. Thank you. And I think, I think one of my favorite parts about Rouge just kind of going down that lane a little bit is I remember SJ and I back and forth, we were like, this is a really heavy topic. Like it's about domestic abuse. And, you know, we were tossing back and forth, like, where does the female in this story get the redemption? You know, like, where does like, where does she make her come back or get out of it? And finally I, I told SJ, I was like, maybe she doesn't like, maybe, maybe this song is for the person that's stuck in the moment like you know and that's that's it it's not like this over overall big story of she made it out and she's fine now but it's like this small glimpse of like this is what life looks like for them today and so whenever we decided to go with the she doesn't have like this big redemptive moment I feel like I feel like that's where it really like took a turn for like how it really hit with people because it like Rouge I think we had a little bit bigger hopes for it, but we knew the stacks were against, like the odds were against us being a ballad with two un- independent female country artists, you know, and it being about a domestic abuse. Like we figured there was a major chance that it wasn't going to do a lot, but we were still hopeful that the song itself was powerful enough to maybe reach an audience. Yeah. Um, so it, I don't think it really took off like we were hoping, but um, we both got quite a few messages from people that were just really connecting to it. Like kind of what you said, like the song yeah. that they needed to hear. And I feel like bringing it full circle, the redemption that we got from this song was really brought with Brandon and the production and like just the the power of having two female vocalists on it. I feel like that, not want to say bring a lightness to it, but brings the the power and hope behind it a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that, that, um, everything you just said is 100% correct, but I also want to add in that that maybe maybe it's important that it didn't. Well, I don't even want to say it like that, but what I'm trying to say is like maybe it's important that that it didn't hit, you know, or do exactly what you wanted it to do because it was meant to hit certain people and it was meant to kind of stay in that in that tight realm and 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 touch those people yeah. that it was meant to touch. Because um, you don't want to. Because sometimes oversaturating things, it, it, it dumbs down kind of what, what it was meant to do. But that being said, if it blew up, it could have done some great. It, it, and still, you know, it still has a chance to. That, that's yeah. With social media these days, it still has a chance to do everything. But, um, you know, kind of, I, I feel like it's meant to hit the circle of people. And, and let's, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I knew neither of you. Well, actually, I think I may have. I don't know, actually. But. I, I saw the song and if I was able to see the song and I don't know if I followed either of you at that point, then that means it was touching people. It was hitting around. It was meant yeah. to touch people. So I think it's really important. It's, 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 a, it's a song that, you know, that topic is never talked about really in country music or you don't, well, you don't hear it as much in, in, in that way. And that, from that perspective. Um, so I think it's important that you guys did it and I'm glad you guys did. And, and um, anyone that's listening that, 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 um, you know, wants to check out Britney's music and um, go check that song out because uh, it's uh, it's one hell of a song. It's one hell of a Thank song. Thank you. Thank you. And it's coming up to our one year release. We released it last October, October it is, right? That's for right. Domestic Abuse Awareness Month. That's right. And we may be cooking up something a little bit with it for the All one right. Year. So uh, we're still in the works with it, but keep y'all posted. That's cool. I like that. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Um, so let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the newest one because yeah, let's do it. Listen, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we got we got a lot to to put out. There. Come on, <laughs> I don't know if you're tired about talking about it or not, but never. We got a lot to talk about. So this is Jesus and Janice. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, that song right. <laughs> has taken us for a little bit of a ride so far. A little bit of a ride, just a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah, I wrote that one once again with S.J. McDonald and Aaron Clafton. We wrote that in January 2020. I think Aaron said January 2019, and I was like, I was like, I don't think so because we wrote Did that right. I'm pretty sure in y'all's thing. I haven't corrected him yet, but I will. He'll if he's listening, he'll hear him go. Eh. I always <laughs> when he shoots out something, I go. Eh. <laughs> So that's for you, Aaron, if you're out here. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we wrote that in January 2020. And um, because we wrote that right before the world shut down, we were in SJ's apartment. And um, yeah, I brought this title in and I feel really bad. But like, sometimes I get like this idea where I like, I have the title and I'm like, I really want this to resonate with me as an artist. And so um, I had like, you have your people that you write with, and then you have like your group of people that like, you can sometimes get stuff for you with. Like, I know a lot of times, like when I write with Aaron, a lot of the songs we get, especially recently, have been more directed towards him. Um, so I had, when I had the title and like the idea for Jesus and Janice, I pitched it to one of my friends and they were like, eh, not really feeling it. And I was like, okay, if you're not feeling it, I don't want to write it because I right. really want this to lock in for me. Right. And so then SJ and Aaron were the next rights I had. And I was like, I really want to write this. But I was like, and they were like, ooh, let's write it. And I was like, okay, great. But here's the thing. I have really high hopes for this song. So if it doesn't turn out like we like it, we're going to rewrite it or something because- <laughs> I'm releasing this song. And so, yeah, so we took it and we just kind of ran with it. And like, it was such a quick write and I don't, yeah, it was another write where I just don't, we wrote it and we didn't really feel like anything needed to be fixed or it, I mean, it was just what it was. And that's how, you know, it's a fantastic song. Oh, that's how yeah, you know we were really it. proud of that as soon as we finished it. Oh my God. I, the first time I heard that was on TikTok and it wasn't from you. Ah, I was, yeah, I know. It was from SJ and I was like, what is this song? And I, I need it. I was like, yeah. I need this song like right now. And it's so funny. Cause like when, when people post things on social media, like, like the name of the game is you post it, you see what, what happens. And then, you know, months later, then you finally do something bad. But yep. there are so many times where it's like, I can't wait that long. Like I need it. Mm -hmm. Like do, do not do this to me. So I saw it from Brit, uh, from uh, SJ. And then I saw it from you and I was like, it's coming. Like, I know it's coming. I don't know who it's coming from, but someone's going to release it. And um, then obviously, you know, it did really well and on social media and, and it got a really good uh, response. But then you went ahead and you, you, you stitched Bobby Bones and you, uh, yeah. you, you did that whole thing. And basically if, if whoever's listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Bobby Bones basically made a TikTok and said, stitch this and play your song. And if I like it, you'll come on the show. And um, Brittany did that. And she also went on the show so yeah talk um, about yeah. that whole experience what was that like for you i mean i'm sure you're up i mean i have a, I have a radio background but um so i know that you were in that studio pretty damn early and you were you were, you were singing pretty early which is probably tough as it is and um but i'm sure that experience was awesome so if you could just talk about that a little bit and talk about what that did for the song and yeah well so to backtrack it a little bit i wasn't even planning on releasing jesus and janice was obviously on my radar release this year but I was actually planning on releasing a different single. That's my next one. Now we kind of switched things up, but I knew that too. Don't ask me how I knew that, but I knew that. <laughs> I was supposed to be releasing a song called too soon. 
um, earlier in the year, probably around February, right around the time that I posted on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And so we were in the process, side note, my husband produces all my stuff for me. So he did Jesus and Janice. So we were working on too soon and knowing that Jesus and Janice was probably going to be the next release after that in late spring, early summer. And so, um, yeah, I had, I've never, TikTok is such a weird, it's a weird yeah, game. It's, it's Music weird. is a game in general. It's all a game, but I had, I think 300 followers or so. And I remember Aaron had DM'd me that thing with Bobby Bones. And I don't know if he was intending, like telling me to do it or was saying that he was going to do it. I don't know. But I was like, I had my hair and makeup done, which side note, I don't do very often. And so we were getting ready to, Andrew and I were getting ready to walk out the door and I saw that pop up from Aaron and and Bobby Bones had just posted it. And I was like, "Eh, what the fuck? I guess I'll try it. And so I have a five minutes. And so I sat down in our studio room and Andrew just videoed me playing a clip of J and J really quick. And then, um, it, that was it. I mean, I remember, I don't know like a thing about TikTok. I had to Google how to stitch a video because I didn't know. So did and I, so, don't worry. Yeah. And so, so I was or, like, well, that's my 16 year old sister. I do that too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm not that fortunate, but um, yeah. So I, we posted the video and then I just went along my day. I had, like I said, 300 followers, didn't think much of it. And then nothing happened. And then I essentially, I woke, went to bed and then I woke up the next morning and I had like over 10,000 followers, which for me is a lot. And then I had like, I think it was like over 150,000 views on the video, but then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then like my following just kept going and going. And I was like, okay. So, um, yeah. And then I found out after, well, I kind of, once that happened, I kind of just took the mindset of like, if this is where it stops, I've already had some cool shit happen from this. And so I wasn't even really knowing if Bobby Bones was even gonna get back to me because there was a lot of people yeah. people with way bigger followings than I did at the time that had, some really talented people as well Yeah, great yeah. people and so I was like you know if I just had a video go kind of viral like and get some new followers cool like yeah. whatevs and then the next thing you know someone messages me on Monday and sends me a screenshot and said some you know Bobby Bones just played J&J on the radio like my version that I played on TikTok and I was like and so um, I remember I was at work and I was like trying not to be like super stoked, like still trying to like be on the clock and stuff while I was like, ah! like <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so that was kind of it. And then the next thing you know, he gets back saying that I was in like the top four a couple of days later for like their top picks. And I was like, oh, cool. Like if this is where it stops, I Bobby Bones knows my name again. We met on American Idol. And so I was like, I'm kind of like leaving a little trail here. So that's good. Um, but I was like, if this is where it kind of caps out, then so be it. And then the next thing, you know, I was being notified that I got a message on Twitter, which it was in my request. If you follow me on Twitter, first off, I'm sorry. If you don't follow me on Twitter, don't worry about it. Cause I'm never on there. And so like to know that's where my message came in. It was just like, like a fluke that I checked my message request box. Say, that's kind of, what if you missed it? You could have missed it. Yeah. I totally would have missed it. And so <clears throat> Yeah. So it had been sitting in there, I think for like a day or so before I caught it. And, um, yeah, it was from Bobby Bones show wanting to reach out about me coming on. And I was like, holy shit. So yeah, he ended up taking all four of us and it was cool. And I don't think I've ever been as nervous as I was in that moment. Were you really nervous? You didn't look nervous. I've watched the video. You did uh, not look thank nervous. You. I was really freaking nervous. Um, I think the, the only thing, and I don't know if a lot of people even knew this, but we actually, it aired on Friday morning at 7am, but we actually recorded it Wednesday morning. 
Okay. So it wasn't live that morning, which was the only little bit of relief I got from it, but it was still, you have one shot to make this happen. Like we're not going to go back and re-record this or do anything. So like, you got to make it count. And so I still definitely felt the pressure in that moment. And yeah, I was really stinking nervous. <laughs> wow. How long did you guys, did you guys get to sit there for? Cause you sung two songs. Oh yeah. The whole process, the whole interview and everything I was in there interviewed for about an hour and a half, I think. Nice. Yeah. And I think they only played what I think maybe five, eight, 10 minutes of it. I think it was a really short clip it, but it was cool. Like whenever they aired it, I got on Instagram and I had like 500 new followers, which it's hard to get followers on Instagram. So for me, that was a lot. Trust me. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Retweet. And then TikTok was doing the same. Like I got on Insta or TikTok right after they played it. And I had like over like 1500 new followers in like a matter of like seconds. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of what it's like to be famous. So that's been my, that's been my 15 seconds of claim to fame. And yeah. (laughs) That's awesome though. That is so cool. I was so glad when I saw that. And I mean, um, because I was like, because because when I saw that on, on on my TikTok, I was like, there are so many people I could send this to right now, but I'm sure they're all seeing exactly what I'm seeing. So I'm just not going to send it because I was like, I was like, we're all on the same same like, uh, what do they call it? We're on the same like for you page of TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all have the same stuff coming up. I was like, there's so many songs of people I could see this, and like, I just wish because 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 it's it's funny because like when I do things like this, like I or or like when I talk to my friends, like listen, Brittany. I, like my neighbor's house is right here and right here. Like I, I live, I'm a suburb and probably like, I, I don't live in the country. I don't have any business wearing cowboy boots in New Jersey. I don't have any business listening to the amount of music, country music that I do in New Jersey, but I do. And every time I tell my friends that country music is the greatest genre on planet earth, they say, blah, 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 all the same shit that everyone says. And then I say, you need to dig deeper. There's so much yeah. out there that is so good and so like enlightening and just uh, will just like hit you at a deeper level. You just got to find it or let me show it to you. Like, let mm-hmm. me just do all the dirty work. So there are so many songs that when I saw that, I was like, there's so many people that deserve this shot, but I'm so glad that you got that shot because oh, thank you. Cause that's, that's sick. And I, I could, I could not sing that early in the morning. I can't sing in general. I couldn't sing that early in the morning. No way. Oh. I actually, honestly, I think it's probably, I'm probably a fluke, but I love like, I love recording and doing my final vocals first thing in the morning. Like I feel like my, yeah, I know a lot of people um, like to sing a little bit later in the day once they've been warmed up, but I just feel like vocally as the day goes on my vote, my vocals, I feel like get more fatigued, uh, especially when you like add on like rights and everything that you're doing. So yeah, I always, especially when it's final vocal day. I'm always like ready to go first thing in the morning to cut, to cut vocals. Could that be because you're a talker? Could that Maybe. be? Maybe. <laughs> I'm a talker. Maybe because I run my mouth all damn day. <laughs> I'm a talker. So it's okay that I say, I, clearly I'm a talker. I sit here and <laughs> literally talk to myself, but I mean, that might be because you're a talker. It might be. <laughs> keep, keep Probably the voice, so. the voice gets warmed early. That's why. That's all. Oh my is. gosh. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> never thought of it like that but that's probably 120 percent accurate there you go there you go <laughs> oh my um gosh. uh so yeah so so you, you did buy bones and 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 um what you mentioned there i didn't actually know that you were on american idol yeah um yeah i was on man when was that 
I had my first audition with them and they reached out to me on Insta. So there was that, but cause I was kind of over the whole competition yeah. show things. I've had my fair share with them and I was good, but they reached out to me and then in 2019, and then I auditioned for them when they came to Nashville in September of 2019. And then um, they put me through there. And then I went to Savannah, Georgia and auditioned for the celebrity judges. And that's where I have initially met Bobby. Okay. And, um, but yeah. did that air? Did that air? No. So that happened I, to SJ too, right? Yeah. So I saw Yeah. For anybody I saw SJ, SJ. We've uh, all done it. Yeah. I saw her in like in the background, like later on, I was like, is that freaking SJ? Oh no. So here's my, so I, they found me and they wanted me to play drop some weight from the get go. So that's been okay. like my, so that's what I played with the audition. They loved it, put it through. I did it for the um, celebrity judges and I got no's. I didn't get put through at that audition. And so then I was like, I hadn't planned on telling anybody because I, it was just another thing that we try and it doesn't work out right. And so I was like, man, hopefully they're not going to air my audition. Hopefully I won't be on there at all. They didn't air my audition, but I swear season one or whatever season it was, season two or three, the first episode within the first like five seconds, there's my happy ass walking across the screen with my hat, holding my guitar case. And I was like, no. And my phone just goes, whoosh. And I was like, no. And everybody's like, you did not tell me you were on this season. I'm like, because I'm not, I'm not. And so, yeah, I'm in B-roll. Anyways, you guys can go check it out on Hulu or wherever you watch it. They want to see me in some background shots during the auditions. That's the girl on the brown hat. You really tried to uh, to, to, to keep it low key and they really blew you up. In the- oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I literally, I was so not happy. I was, but I like, they didn't air my audition. So that was fine. But man, I just really wish they would have cut me out of the B-roll, especially, I mean, everybody's watching the first episode because every the auditions are like the highest rated normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves the auditions. And so- to see my, like, to see me walking across the stream within like the first five seconds of the very first episode, I was like, why, why? <laughs> so then I spent the rest of my damn days telling people no. <laughs> oh, that's, see, that's terrible, but also like, that's some shit that would happen to me. Like with my luck, that would happen to me. You know, uh-huh. try and keep it on the DL and then there I am. Yep. It happens. Have you done any other ones or no? Any other shows? Um, I auditioned for The Voice. This is mainly, um, that American Idol experience is the only thing I've done since being in Nashville because I was over gotcha. it by then. But I've auditioned for The Voice a couple times when I lived back in Arkansas and didn't make it through. Um, and yeah, I think that's I think that's about. It's so hard to make it through that kind of stuff. But also, like, yeah. like I think it's great for some people that like that's that's how they want their outlet outlet to be. Like I think that's awesome. And yeah. you know, I've talked to some people that have, that have been on The Voice and have been on American Idol and whatever else. Mm-hmm. But I also think like some people are just like those shows are a grind. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they definitely seem like a grind. And from what I've heard, it's like pretty aggressive and you have to like kind of really tough it out. Yep. I think that some people are able to do that, but I also think some people thrive when they can kind of make their own rules and do it themselves. Yep. For sure. I'm, I'm really grateful. Cause that would have been the season. Oh yeah. It was 2019 because I remember watching it during quarantine and then they went to like the lives and they were in their bedrooms. And I was like, I am so thankful that was not me that I was not having to do live shows from my bedroom during yeah. quarantine. Like I would have yeah. hated that. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely felt like it was a blessing in disguise for me personally, but man, I wish they would have cut my seat, my B roll out. <laughs> More of the story. American Idol, y'all. Now, now I'm going to go back and look, I'm going to look to find you. I'm going to go oh my gosh. look for everything. Look for it all. Just uh, so I can find you. I'm going to send you a picture. I'm going to say, I found you. Yeah, there you go. Brown hat. <laughs> I probably have look like a raccoon because 
they made us wait outside that day and it was a hundred degrees. We were on a rooftop outside and we got there at like 6.30 in the morning and my audition wasn't until almost 7 p.m. that night. So mm. I had melted makeup everywhere. Oh my so, yeah. God. Yeah, That's it was awful. A good time. Yeah, it was, it was an experience. <laughs> a good experience, but, but, was, a, but a hot an experience. <laughs> hey, that, that's just uh, giving me PTSD because it's about 95 degrees outside today and it's going to be 100 oh. tomorrow and I have to stand on a rooftop tomorrow. So thanks, Brittany, for really, really, You're you welcome. know, Get, get me in the uh you get me in the holiday spirit going on today yeah. thanks so much well, <laughs> happy to help i i would like to live somewhere that's always like fall for like yeah me too 55 to 65 i wish nashville was just like that all the time uh, but i also feel like i see i think i like nashville because of the purpose that like in the fall winter and spring it's kind of like fallish but in mm. the spring in the end of spring and summer it's hot obviously yep so, like, all the concrete and it's yeah. so sticky, almost as sticky as Arkansas. Not quite, but it's sticky. Almost as sticky as Arkansas. <laughs> I'm a human furnace, so I, I I like cold. I like I like yeah. it. I don't, I don't like the heat, or else like I don't wear a shirt because I just like sweat, and it's just terrible. It's just <laughs> so bad. It's 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 awful. Brittany, do you have any uh any advice or anyone that's listening that 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 kind of wants to make that jump to Nashville or or make that jump into music and kind of do that? Um, you know, and, and do the whole songwriting thing and, and just kind of hit music head on. Um, just any advice, man. Yeah. I think honestly, just from my experience, just rip the bandit off and do it. Um, I don't, I don't feel like you have to have some big plan to get here, just get here and then kind of work everything else as you go along. Um, but I kept putting it off. Like I moved a little bit later than most cause I'm almost 30 years old. And so I moved a little bit later than most people do, but don't be afraid to make it and to make the move. Just go do it and see what happens afterwards. Cause like I said earlier, you're always, um, always going to wonder what would happen if you didn't. And then my other thing that I always tell people is in this town, you uh, be nice to everybody. Um, not just because you need to be a nice person, but also you just, everybody knows everybody in this town. It's a big city. It's a small town. So there you go. There you go. That's it. That's some good advice. That, that's some really good advice. Hey, you know what they say? Luke Bryan moved to town when he was like 26. I'm watching a documentary right now. That's the only reason I know. Uh, I've been I've been interested, intrigued by that. So I'm gonna have to check it out. The only thing I hate is got ads on it, but we can move past it. <laughs> <laughs> we can move past what, it. What does it now? <laughs> That's <honestly>. true. That's <laughs> so. true. <laughs> Gotta suffer through it. Uh, Brady, thanks so much for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. This is a great conversation. And uh, absolutely I really got to love getting me. getting to know you and getting to uh pick your brain a little bit and uh, see where you're at. What's what's next? What's next for you? You got anything that you can possibly tease? I know you tease a little something. If you can't, that's okay. If you can, go ahead. Uh so my husband is currently working on my next single too soon um i wrote that with aaron clafton and palmer lee and so that's hopefully dropping um we're getting some branding stuff around it done this weekend actually on saturday so um we're looking at like september hopefully there i'm excited go. and just kind of rolling i'm just kind of rolling with songs putting out the songs i like right now and i'm just putting out as much as i can as much as i can keep my husband working for me so <laughs> Keep, keep, if I'm not going yeah. fast enough, blame him. <laughs> keep, keep him in the production room. Lock yeah. the door. He's got exactly. it. <laughs> I introduce I, him, I introduce people to the back of his head because that's what I see most of the time. So. <laughs> I love it. Keep him locked in there. Don't, don't let him out. You can't come out until you finish five songs. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> lay down a law. I love it. Brittany, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, everybody, you can go follow Brittany at Brittany Moore Music, uh, all one word, and go listen to her music. Go stream it. Go love it. Go do all the great things wherever you listen to your music. And uh, that was another episode of Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe. Give us five stars if you love the episode. Follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes every Friday, 10 a.m. Central, 11 Eastern. This is episode 65. That's awesome. You're all awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We'll see you next week. I'm Kyle. That's Brittany. Bye-bye now.